This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Today's program may be a staggering news flash. In fact, multiple news flashes all in one program. So much so that if it were possible, you might even want to rate today's program X-rated. The problem is that it's already been rated X-rated if you take the X and mark out Christ from Christmas. You see, that's exactly what's been happening for several generations now as we have attempted to remove Christ from Christmas. But what happens when you remove Christ from the country? What happens when you remove the foundations of liberty where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What if you remove the foundations of liberty from a country? What does it then look like? That's what we're going to take a look at here today on Viewpoint as we take a look at 23, the year 2023 in retrospect. It's a news flash. Well, there was an article that came out 27 years ago by the title News Flash. Edward Grimsley had written a piece, an op-ed piece, in a newspaper, and he said this. The Presbyterian Church USA made headlines through the country by coming out against sin. This it did by adopting a rule prohibiting anyone who engages in sex outside marriage from becoming a clergyman, an elder, or a deacon. Advocates of the rule based it on the now quaint proposition that the church's ministers and other officers should live in obedience to the scripture. Most newspapers, he said, were so startled by this development that they treated it as major news. Even the New York Times placed the story in a prominent position on page one. Certainly the decision was big news, but most editors treated it because they perceived it to be a move to bar homosexuals from church offices. But the real reason for its profound newsworthiness is that it would apply even to heterosexual Presbyterians. The implications, he said, of this revolutionary policy are awesome. Requiring church leaders to abstain from sex outside marriage is but the foot in the door. The camel's nose, said the writers of the New York Times. It could ignite a back-to-the-Bible movement through the Christian community. With most, if not all, denominations deciding to insist that their preachers and offers actually embrace some or all of the fundamental tenets of their religion. Well, it didn't happen that way, friends. The news release, the news flashes, it didn't happen that way. Actually... The edict went forth from the President Church USA, the Presbyterian Church USA, but the rest is history. Things didn't happen that way. In fact, the very same year, 1997, the cover story of U.S. News and World Report, when it was still in print, was titled "Un." No, oh, us. Premarital sex, here's what, I'm sorry. Premarital sex, the sin Americans wink at. That's what it was called. 
premarital sex, the sin Americans wink at. That was 1997, the same year that this article was written concerning the newsflash of the Presbyterian Church USA. The writers of the article in U.S. News and World Report, which was a feature article, the cover story, indicated that they had gone to some of the leading so-called Christian conservative spokespersons in America to ask them to comment on the issue of premarital sex. Not one of them would comment. Not one. Why? I suspect it was because they knew that massive proportions of their listeners and constituents were guilty as sin. And they didn't want to lose the dollars that might flow if they commented on the behalf of a Christian or conservative organization against premarital sex. Well, as if that were a big deal then. Maybe you should listen to today's program and you might just want to maybe tie down your arms, put on a seatbelt and an anchor for your neck because what we're about to share with you here on Viewpoint, looking at 2023 in retrospect, reveals a massive spiritual decline and moral decadence that is almost beyond the pale. Well, it is beyond the pale. It's beyond anything that you and I could have ever, ever imagined in the United States of America that still retains the motto, in God we trust. So let's begin, perhaps, with our friend Joe Biden, the putative president of the United States. He officially removed God from his Thanksgiving proclamation in 2023. It was the first time in American history that the Thanksgiving proclamation by a president completely omitted any reference to God or faith. Now that tells you a lot. Barack Obama tried to run from God as fast as he could. He covered over the image of Christ that was behind him at a university. We made a speech so that God wouldn't have any part in the speech. He didn't want any part of it because he wanted to be anointed as Messiah. And they did entirely that at the 2012 Democratic Convention. Well, we move from that to a further work of our putative president today, Joe Biden. His administration's Department of Health and Human Resources has filed a proposal that would erase the words mother, father, paternity, his, and her from all child care-related laws. Let me repeat that because it may sound too weird, too strange to even contemplate. The President of the United States, his administra- he's administering the Department of Health and Human Resources and has filed a proposal that would erase the words mother, 
father, paternity, and his and her from all child care related laws. Do you have any thoughts? Is it beyond the pale? And then, as if that were not enough, getting out for the realm of Joe Biden himself. This article came out last month. Keep your mouth shut. School hosts training to access illegal abortions. The audio was captured of a training session at the University of Tennessee for women on how to obtain an abortion. And if the procedures are illegal in the state, they said, just keep your mouth shut. In other words, do it anyway. We'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Today on Viewpoint, we issue the 2023 Moral and Spiritual Report, Review, and it ain't pretty. A pastor in California has filed a lawsuit against San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria over Gloria's insistence that he be removed from the San Diego's Citizens Advisory Board on Police Community Relations. Why? Because... His belief in the Bible. This is in San Diego, California. The case involves Dennis Hodges. He served on the Commission of Community Relations in San Diego since 2017. But when he abstained from a vote condemning transphobia, his fellow commissioners told him to leave and told the, uh, the head to get rid of him and replace him. So he's filing a discrimination lawsuit because it's for religious discrimination. They do not want a pastor who believes in the Bible to be on the board. The commission in San Diego, California. Are you beginning to get the drift here? Oh, and we've just started. We have absolutely just started, my friends. During the past three fiscal years, $4.1 billion in federal money from taxpayers has flowed to LGBT initiatives in the United States and around the world. From October 1st, 2020 through September 30th, 2023, the US government issued more than 100, excuse me, more than 1100 grants to fund LGBT promoting projects around the world. This is all done at the guidance and demand of Joe Biden. One grant provides 1 million dollars 
to outright action, an American activist group dedicated to global LGBT uh, advocacy operating in many countries, including Nigeria, South Africa, Uganda, Ukraine, the Philippines, Iran, and China. Joe Biden has challenged the president of Uganda in Africa and basically bribed him. I guess you could call it that, whatever you want to call it, seduced him. He said, look, if you don't buy into our position in the United States concerning the LGBTQ and all that agenda, you can't expect us to continue our foreign support to Uganda. Well, that's virtually what Barack Obama did. He went over to Africa, you recall, and he tried to compel African presidents to go along with the LGBTQ agenda. And in public, they rebuked him. They said, no way, no how. We're not going to introduce your pornographic standards from America, your unwieldy, godless, perverse standards from America into our country, our countries. Are you beginning to get a picture of how God might be looking at our country now? This isn't pretty, friends. This is honest treatment. This isn't Pollyanna. This isn't pretend. This isn't about Republican or Democrat. This is about moral and spiritual decay and debauchery. This is about the very reasons why God judged Israel. It's about the very reasons why God dispersed the Jewish people throughout the whole world for 2,000 years. And we're seeing it happen in spades, openly, notoriously, egregiously, whatever term you want to put on it, right here in this country, from the highest echelons of the nation. And you voted for the man. Those of you that voted for Barack Obama, those of you that voted for uh, Bill Clinton did exactly the same thing regarding abortion. So did Barack Obama. And now Joe Biden is doing the same on steroids with regard to the whole sexual perversion of transgenderism and uh, uh, homosexuality and so on. God calls those things an abomination. What do you call them? You're going to have to make a decision, friends. You're going to have to make a decision. And by the way, this is how persecution gains its foothold in, our, in the West. It's already gaining its foothold. When a pastor is removed from a San Diego board because he believes in the Bible, what does that tell you? Would you call that persecution? What would you call that? And what if 
the businesses in America decide, well, based upon what the presidents are telling us in the, in America, uh, we're not going to be able to hire you anymore if you don't buy into the transgender and uh, homosexual movements and all of the uh, debauchery that goes with it. If you don't buy into that, uh, I'm sorry, but we're not going to be able to keep you on the payroll. What would you call that? Is that persecution? Is that persecution American style? What would you call that? Is it persecution under color of law? When the lawgiver actually sets the stage for private business to do its bidding, to keep all of these God-fearing people out of the commercial centers of the nation? One of Joe Biden's key agendas as president has been to promote the LGBT uh, ideology, specifically transgenderism. So, so far, he's worked at having literally every federal agency come alongside him in that work. The legal team at the uh, ADF has taken action after an 11-year-old girl was supposed to share a bed with a male student on a school trip. This was in Colorado. So a lawsuit or a letter has been sent to the schools in Colorado on behalf of the girl's parents informing the district that its policy of hiding information from parents and lying to students is unconstitutional. Parents are not not the government, have the right to direct the upbringing and education of their children, and that includes making informed decisions to protect the child's privacy. So what happened here? The school district put this 11-year-old daughter in a very challenging situation where she had to choose between sleeping in the same bed with a biological boy and advocating her privacy in front of her teachers and peers. Hmm. I want you to think about that, parents. In the process of writing my next book, as perse- when persecution comes, I'm writing a chapter right now directed to parents. How do parents prepare their children for times like these? How do you prepare an 11-year-old girl to be able to stand amid the pressure of teachers and her peers that are saying, what's the big deal sleeping with the boy? That should be cool. And when the teachers are mandating it. How do you prepare your child? You better. In fact, you better prepare your child for a lot more than that because it's coming very rapidly. And so the chapter that I'm working on right now is about how parents can prepare their children for the times of persecution rapidly coming upon us. A Colorado father is suing the state's largest school district, claiming staff refused to let him display a straight pride flag alongside the progress pride pride flags that were on view throughout his children's Denver school. They refused to let him. 
It's a case of viewpoint discrimination. These are illustrations of what the spirit of the age is 2023 in the United States of America. Another, Joe Biden's political prosecutions of pro-life Americans have resulted in another conviction, and this time an elderly pro-life woman could be sentenced to up to 11 years in prison for protesting abortion. She's a 73-year-old woman with medical issues facing over a decade in prison for participating in a rescue and an abortion center in our nation's capital that kills babies in late-term abortions. Joe Biden and his administration are going after her to the fullest extent of the law. And what do you make of it? When it becomes socially acceptable to purposely break with reality and pretend the unreal is real. You know then that society is in rapid decline, don't you? Maybe it's in a death spiral. Very close. And we appear to be rapidly approaching the point of no return. Well, how would we know that? When one of America's magazines declared Dylan Mulvaney of the Anheuser-Busch fiasco Woman of the Year. Then if you ask what is a woman, he might fall back on the same answer as Supreme Court Justice Ketanja Brown-Jackson and say, well, I don't know, I'm not a biologist. In 2015, Barack Hussein Obama legalized gay marriage under the banner of love is love. Now this to send a clear message to Christians that their faith and teachings don't matter. Well, that acceptance from Christians led to a permanent distortion of the traditional biblical meaning of marriage and is part of the reason for the downfall of Christianity in this country today. So nearly a decade has passed since that law was enacted. So what's the situation now? Well, the progressive left is actively grooming children into the LGBTQ army, and everybody's lopping off their genitals and switching genders. And even now, you're told that men can give birth. And one man was actually fired for claiming that men cannot give birth. Another student was failed on an exam because he had the temerity to say that men cannot give birth. But it turns out that since the passing of this love is love thing, grotesque sexual diseases are skywriting in the United States with no end in sight. And the data show a 74% increase in syphilis over the past five years including 220 that resulted in infant deaths. Chlamydia rates that have risen up to pre-pandemic levels have cases went undetected during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. But aside from the spread of treatable STDs, there's even worse news on the horizon because U.S. health officials are now creating a morning-after pill 
for homosexual men, thanks to the rise in STDs. But the cure that they're proposing to slow down the massive spread of these disgusting diseases will also likely make the diseases even stronger and the drugs useless down the road. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul wrote, my friends, in Romans chapter 1. Receiving in their bodies the recompense that was due them for their perversions. And believe it or not, (coughs) I haven't even gone through half of the stack yet. And these are just illustrative of the spiritual decline and moral debauchery that has taken us over through the end of 2023. What lies ahead then? We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a For Pastors Only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Twenty twenty three in review the spiritual decay and moral debauchery that has taken over the United States of America, leading being led from the bully pulpit of America, the President of the United States. Who would have ever believed it? Well it began in some respects with Bill Clinton. No, I didn't have sex with that woman. Then it went on steroids through Barack Hussein Obama, who declared that we're just five days from the fundamental transformation of America, in which he launched an unprecedented expenditure of America's hard-earned tax dollars to spread abortion throughout the world and to spread the practice of homosexuality around the world. Now, it appears that uh, Joe Biden has taken his cues, perhaps as even being uh, behind the scenes, led by former President Barack Obama, and just reiterating Obama's policies on steroids. Whatever. We know that it's not good. Now, here's what I want to say to you. This program is not a program about just decrying the darkness. It never has been. It's about transformation. Yes, we report on the information. But the reason we do that is to get our attention so that 
or God can get our attention so that we will seize the moment, the opportunity to make the changes that are necessary. If we will make the decision to change, then God will help us make the changes. That's what his grace is about, his unmerited favor to empower us to do his will. So how do we do that, though? The problem is that American Christians have lost their vision. In many respects, the pastors have lost their vision. There's so much darkness out there, and so people are just trying to tread water. They think if they go to church, everything's fine. Or if I say I believe in the Bible, or if I believe in God, then everything's fine. No, it's not fine, friends. We still have a motto that says, in God we trust, and it's not fine. Why is it not fine? You see, we have to ask these rhetorical questions of ourselves. Why are things not fine? The answer is very simple. Because we have not lived the Christian faith in this country, Christians have not lived the Christian faith in this country in faithfulness to the word, the will, and the way of the Lord and his spirit. Just haven't. We have lived a God and country religion. but not a biblical religion. You say, well, my pastor preaches the word. Yeah, he probably does as much of it as he thinks you'll hear. And throwing in a lot of personal opinions. But that's not the point. The point is, what has God said? If we are not willing to line up with what God has said, we deserve what we get. You might rationalize, well, I I, I don't support the LGBTQ agenda. I don't support transgenderism. I, I don't support abortion. No, but what do you support? Do you support divorce? Do you support remarriage after divorce when your spouse is still living? Oh, Well, you wouldn't talk about that, would you? Well, of course I would, because Jesus does. He said, whoever divorces their spouse causes their to commit adultery, and whoever bears the one so divorced commits adultery. You don't think, friends, that the massive divorces across this country since 1969, when no-fault divorce went into uh, policy in California, you don't think that's had an effect upon children, upon young people who are now the leaders in America and pastors of our churches? Oh, come on. We're living in a fool's paradise. We're kidding ourselves. We're playing pretend. Like a kid, like a two-year-old, putting his hand over his face and saying, look, Ma, I can't see you or you can't see me. We do the same thing with God. And we're seeing the net results of it all. So again, you say, well, what can I do? What should I do? Well, the first thing to do is go before the Lord and ask him very specifically with a sincere heart, where have I contributed to this 
rebellion against your word? Is there any place in my life that I have bought into ideas, teachings, philosophies, through rationalization, justification, or whatever, that really go against your word? And I guarantee you, if you are sincere in that, in that prayer, God, by his spirit, will begin to reveal some things to you. And as he begins to reveal some things to you, you need to confess them clearly. Not make excuses, confess them, and then turn from them. Repent. And if you do that, then he might reveal something else to you. That's how God cleans up his people. One at a time. That's how God cleans up a nation. One person, one family at a time. For righteousness alone exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. You'll find that right there in uh, the Proverbs. And then Abraham Lincoln repeated that publicly. I even have his quote right there on our broadcast, on our, uh, uh, the, the wall, the gallery wall in our offices. Here's another thing that you can do. Several years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart about the serious nature of fathering in our country. And I'm not talking now, I'm talking to Christian people, professing Christians. I'm assuming that you are living in a home that's not fatherless. In other words, there's a father in the home. But that's not uh, the full extent of what God's concerned about. He's not concerned about whether there's a body called a father in the home. That's just the foundational thing. What he's concerned about is whether you truly are a godly father, whether you actually are training your children to obey God as your father. So if you are not doing that, and you're not living according to your father's observations and requirements as expressed in the scriptures, how can you expect your children to? You see, because so much of training happens not just by precept, but by example. So here's what I want to uh, urge you to do. It may be the best thing that we can ever do for you as a man. And that is to provide to you my book called Hearts of the Fathers. How to Leave a Legacy That Lasts. This is a book that is written specifically from God's viewpoint. God has a viewpoint, and it's very clear. This is written from God's viewpoint as to what he desires of you as a father and a grandfather. And it's breaking his heart because Christian, professing Christian fathers are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They don't even have a vision. 
They don't comprehend, so they haven't grasped what it means to be a godly father. It doesn't mean to believe in God. It means to demonstrate your love for the Lord and you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in your own life and then displaying that to your children and teaching it diligently to your children day after day after day after day after day. So, I wrote a book called Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. The next to last message that God brings to the earth before the second coming of Christ comes from the book of Malachi. And he says that before the great and terrible day of the Lord, I will in my mercy and grace send forth the spirit of Elijah the prophet to call the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Would you like to know how to go about doing that? Would you like to catch a vision in so many, from many, many different perspectives as to how to do that? That's what this book is about. Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. It's a $23 book. Yours for $18 on our website, saveus.org. It's a hardbound book, and it will change your life. It will change your life. And it may just change the life of your family. And it might just be the most exciting thing that your wife could ever see you do. And you will get accolades coming out of the woodwork from your wife if you will listen to this uh, broadcast today and respond accordingly. And get a copy of that book and read it from the heart. Mm. It's on our website, saveus.org. Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. You want to find out what to do, what you can do? This provides the answers, my friends, if you really want to know them. If you really are concerned, call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Again, it's the year 2023 in retrospect, looking back. Where have we been? Where are we going? And uh, this is a revelation of the spiritual decay and moral debauchery that has taken over the land of the free that's increasingly becoming only the home of the brave. 
the library, the American Library Association, is working on a plan to provide porn to your children. You got that correctly. They're working on a plan and legislation to combat efforts to remove sexually explicit books from school libraries. So, a pair of Democrat congresspersons from Rhode Island and from Arizona are working on a the called Right to Read Act to ensure that students can access what they call culturally diverse and inclusive materials, including sexually explicit books. Aren't you thrilled? The bill is explicitly intended to rebuff efforts by parents and Republican lawmakers to remove sexually explicit content from school libraries. By the way, what party are you prone to vote for in elections? Are you a Christian? Are you sure? Are you sure? Don't answer that question too quickly. Now, this is not in America, but this is in Germany. German protesters are now demanding the right to have sex with animals, including dogs, horses, boars, and anything else they can catch. A new movement in Germany aims to decriminalize the act of humans having sex with animals, known as zoophilia. And it turns out that Germany is not the only place that has been infested with this parasitic filth, pushing LGBTQZ perversions. A male spoke to Rupley is actually American and comes from Pennsylvania. He's deeply unsettled about the fact that zoophiles like himself are currently not recognized by the LGBTQ community, insisting that zoophiles are quintessentially queer. That's an American, friends. Quintessentially queer. Then this report, the Girl Scouts can now earn a sodomite patch. I'm looking at the patch. I'm a Girl Scout underneath LGBTQ plus Pride Month. The acceptance of polygamy. Is anybody surprised that HETV recently featured its first truple T-R-O-U-P-L-E. In this case, a man and two women. But what else should we expect? This is the inevitable direction of our society's slippery slide, uh, slide down. And the avalanche goes downward, not upward. Now polymory, polyamory is now as American as apple pie. Truples. Not couples, Truples. Mainstream in America. What's all this bringing about? Well, one of the things it's bringing about, other than sexually transmitted diseases and the breakdown of the family in every respect, is suicide. The number of suicides in the United States neared 50,000 
last year, uh, in 2022, the highest number since 1941. Why do you think that is? And they've been increasing every year since 2000. It's a complete breakdown. There's nothing foundational, dependable anymore. A lawsuit has been filed against a local library in New Hampshire after officials there fired a librarian over her political values that supported a conservative perspective about public libraries. In other words, she was against pornography, sexually explicit material in the public libraries, and they fired her. And now, a new trans textbook for psychiatrists has come out. Gender-affirming psychiatric care, it's called. 26 chapters are written by 56 authors, and they are all, all of them, well, 50 of them, of the 56 authors, are in the transgender community. What, what kind of message do you think they're going to give? Chapters include affirming two-spirit people, a term used to refer to someone who believes he or she is both sexes, and one about double queer people, or people who identify as transgender and have a mental disability, and on it goes. A spotless Christian teacher fired for spilling the school's dark secret in Ludlow, Massachusetts. The district is now facing a $10 million lawsuit brought by the teacher who was fired for talking with parents about their child when the school district was hiding what they were doing with their ch- with the child. This teacher, a Christian middle school teacher, was fired. Her crime was informing a father and mother that school officials were referring to their daughter as a boy and keeping it secret from them. And the situation is becoming more and more common these days as Joe Biden's agenda to push the transgender ideology on Americans becomes more and more aggressive. A school is going ballistic when teachers take a stand for real women. This happened in Escondido uh, Escondido Union School District, Rincon Middle School in California. They put the teachers on administrative leave. Federal judge says they're violating the teachers' rights because the teachers are standing up for real women. They raise concerns about a district demand for them to hide students' gender dysphoria situations from their parents. And then, of course, we have the most recent situation just a couple of weeks ago where a Senate staffer and his friend were filmed doing a sexual encounter in a hearing room, a Senate hearing room, a homosexual encounter shown on, well, all over the nation. In the United States Senate.
House Republicans are growing increasingly frustrated with what they describe as the State Department's attempts to impede their investigation into the decision to green light $500,000 for a program promoting atheism overseas. Who's promoting the atheism overseas? Joe Biden, through his State Department. Mike Johnson, a Louisiana Republican and vocal Christian, has strongly supported the probe into the 500,000 atheism grant and want answers for the State Department about the unprecedented grant uh, award that they say is aimed at promoting and expanding the influence of atheists and humanists in the Middle East and in North Africa. An English course at the U.S. Naval Academy is teaching officer candidates left-wing theories of gender and sexuality along with elements of critical race theory according to the syllabus in the course. In the 2000s, some women's studies departments renamed themselves gender and sexuality studies in order to better reflect women's studies growing interest in exploring queer theory, masculinity studies, intersectionality, race, and class. All of this, friends, is now being promoted to women in particular in the United States Naval Academy. The headline reads, This class might just get your panties in a bunch. Maybe more than that. A winged goat head baphomet was unveiled in Detroit a week ago, or last Saturday night. A Democrat staff member in Michigan posted an image in which she was kissing a sexy satanic goat image at the Mexican, excuse me, Michigan State Capitol. She wrote, in the name of Satan, I claim the sexy satanic baphomet goat altar at our Michigan Capitol, Amen making it a, like a prayer to Satan. She is calls herself the Michigan House Democrats Media Production Specialist. Family Research Council Chief Tony Perkins said it was a sign of the times for the Democrats to literally embrace demonic idols. Evil has become emboldened as Christians have retreated in the face of cultural hostility to truth. And finally, should he return to the White House, Donald Trump said he will stop the shocking and unprecedented persecution of American Christians that is being waged by the left by establishing a federal multi-agency task force. He said that far from being a threat to democracy, Americans of faith are the soul of our country. By contrast, friends, a Hindu justice in India ruled last Tuesday that the United that the Hindu Supreme Court, India Supreme Court rejects gay marriage. Apparently, the Hindus are more biblical than the Christians in America. And at the same time, Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a decree 
last Wednesday, declaring the year 2024 the year of the family and appointing a deputy prime minister to head a government condition to make sure the program takes place. The purpose is the preservation of traditional family values. Friends, this is a direct statement in attack against what Vladimir Putin has already articulated over and over again about the debaucherous leadership of the United States of America. He said, this family policy is extremely important for the future of Russia. What's extremely important for the future of America? What would you say? Have these reports done anything to help us to realize how serious and severe this really is? How far gone we really are? Look at it from God's viewpoint. Forget that you're an American. Look at it from God's viewpoint. Or consider perhaps that you were a missionary from America and you had gone overseas to some out-of-the-way place and you came back 25 years later and you saw what's going on. What would you say? What would you do? Now, the one thing you can do is what I've already suggested here on this program. In fact, from God's viewpoint, it's about all you can do. And that is, you need to be and become the person that you want others to think you are, especially your children. One way to do that, my friends, is get a copy of the book, Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. It will point the way, it'll help you get inside this understanding, give you a vision, and help you to walk it out. It's a $23 hardbound book, yours for $18 on the website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us. Pray, Lord. Pray. Pray to the Lord, but pray that God will get your own attention. With Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.